everybody. Welcome back to For the Girls and welcome to our January edition of For the Future, our special mini-show dedicated to highlighting amazing women and diversity in motorsport. And today we have a very special guest. We're here with Madeline Felges, a university student from Germany. She goes to RWTH University and she is one of three team leaders of their formula student team. We'll get into what that is. And their student team is called X. Um, Madeline will say it correctly later. But I tried. So <laughs> let's just jump in really quick. Manly, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll talk all about what Formula Student is. Yeah, sure. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. And um, yeah, so I'm the team leader at Acrix. As you said, we're a Formula Student team. Um, I've been part of this team now for about a year. And um, yeah, so basically what we do is it's like a student competition for designing and manufacturing a car and then testing it on the events in summer. That's so amazing. Well, we're excited to dig into all the details. So tell us a little bit more about what Formula Student is, how it came to be, how you got involved with it. How did you get so interested in this? Okay. So um, yeah, basically Formula Student is like this huge design competition. And there are more than 500 teams worldwide now, which mainly have one year to design, manufacture, and then also test the car but also focus on the business topics behind it. For example, like the costs and also the conceptual decisions, and then also on the growth of the team. So basically you could say it's like a miniature version of a motorsports team. And we try to get as close as building a Formula One car as possible. So and cool. so that means when you guys are all building the car, all of the different teams, all 500 of you have a formula that you have to follow. There's technical regulations and everything like that. Yes, exactly. So there's super strict uh, regulations that we have to comply with. Um, it depends on the event that you go to, um, which one it is exactly, but they all basically mean the same and say the same. And uh, it's mainly technical regulations that you have to follow. Um, and at the beginning of each event, you will also be tested if you followed all these instructions uh, correctly. So how did you end up becoming a team leader on your team? What led you yeah, to that's that? actually a funny story, which uh, we laugh about uh, a lot in our team as well. Um, so I wanted to um, basically become part, part of the motorsports world in general. And um, I started off saying, okay, I either want to do an internship in motorsports um, or I want to join the Formula student team, which I knew about because it's super popular at our university. Acreax is also one of the very, very good teams worldwide. So it's Amazing. quite renowned. Um, and then I said, okay, I don't feel qualified enough to join the motorsports world in a, in an actual company at the moment. And I said that I want to go in there feeling super confident in my skills and in my knowledge. And so I felt like Acreax was the perfect first step. And yeah, so I applied for, uh, doing a business presentation about our car, uh, got in, did the presentation and it went super well. And then people started joking about, oh, maybe you should just do team leader next year. And I said, I'm not equipped enough for that just now. And they said, no, we know it. And I said no, like three times until <laughs> one evening, me and my partner from the business presentation, we sat down until 2 a.m. in the morning, talked it all out, figured out how we're going to do it. Then we said, you know what? Let's just do it. It's going to be a good year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. I feel like it's the best when people know that you're qualified for something that even you are like, oh, I don't know if I have like the yeah, skills. Yeah. But when someone, it, it always takes people pushing you. So that's so great that you you have yeah. that. And how did you get into motorsport in the first place? How did you know that that was something you wanted to do with your career? Were you an F1 fan growing up or a different series? 
<laughs> um, so I used to watch uh, Formula One before, but mm, I wasn't like super passionate about it back then in my childhood. Um, but then uh, a friend of mine uh, is actually um, driving some races at the Nürburgring here in Germany, mm. which is oh, quite close cool. to it. So I said, oh, I'm just going to go to race with some friends. It's going to be super boring. It's like six hours long. <laughs> and then uh, I said, yeah, maybe we can just leave after an hour. And after six hours, I was still there because I was so <laughs> fascinated about it. And because before, I think many people that watch Formula One just see these cool cars and the drivers. But what really captured my interest was the way that the teams work together. And now it's the same at ICRI. And that's why I'm so passionate about this whole Formula student uh, thing as well, is because the teamwork behind it is so incredible. There's so much teamwork that goes into it because you have to be like you're so dependent on each other, mm -hmm. but there's also so much responsibility that each and every one in this team has. But you're also so proud to be part of the team. And I've never had that anywhere I've worked before. Wow. That's very well said. That's the, yeah. Tiki and I talk about this a lot, where the coolest thing about Formula One or probably motorsport in general is, yeah, there's the cars going around, there's the drivers, there's like the thing that you see on TV all the time. But there's basically no limit into how many other things that you can learn about the team, whether it's all of the engineering behind it, the logistics. That's something that I really love. Tiggy loves the sustainability aspect. And like you said, there's like a million people making it all happen behind the scenes from marketing and sales all the way down to people like getting their hands in the yeah. car and actually building it. It's it's incredible. Yeah. And I think it's also really funny about like the whole formula student thing, because um, I think once you work in an actual company, you can be quite separated from each other in the departments. For example, the marketing department will never see how a part is designed and then manufactured. They will never have to like mill something or do something in the actual workshop. But if you're a part of Formula Student, basically you have to do everything. But that's also because you can do everything that you want to do. Mm -hmm. And so now, for example, I wanted to keep in touch with the technical side. And for example, the head of the chassis group is always sitting like really close to me at the table that's the tables that we work uh, at. So whenever I have something that I'm interested in, I can just go over and ask him. And that's okay. so cool about it because once I leave, I'm going to have so much like technical knowledge as well that I think I wouldn't have gained if I would have started off in like a normal motorsport company. Totally. It makes you so much more well-rounded and that's that's really yeah. so great to hear. So tell us a little bit more about the season, how it's structured, what's the race schedule and development schedule like. I uh, would love to hear any details about that. Yeah, so it's um, quite different to Formula One, where I would say the year is structured um, by the races. For us, it's uh, mainly like the phases that you need to go through in order to manufacture a car yourself or to design it. So we usually start off in September, but like beginning of October, of October is really uh, where everybody gets back to work as the exams are finished from university. And um, then you just kick off with the team get into your groups and mainly start working on the concepts and the design of the parts. And um, then towards the end of the year, typically like November, beginning of December, you start to manufacture small things in a workshop. And then January, so basically where we're at right now, is really when you get into manufacturing, where everybody in the team also has to take part in it. Um, because you try to finish the car in like middle of May, um, that's when our rollout is. So that's when we basically have to be finished um, and then only do like small adjustions or manufacture like the last few parts 
until our races start in July. Okay, and so tell us more about the races. I know that you have a bunch of different races throughout Europe that you go to. You were telling us before some funny stories. So tell, <laughs> tell, tell all the listeners about how much work you guys put into these races and what it's actually like getting the car and the team across Europe. Okay, so first of all, for me, especially as like administrative team captain, uh, we basically take care of the whole organization that goes into the events. So the first crazy thing that comes to my mind is always thinking about the logistics. We're always like 40 to 70 students that go to a race. That's um, huge. Yeah, it's, it's, it's honestly insane. I mean, we're one of the bigger teams, but that's, it's honestly insane. And um, you also have to take everything that you need to get settled into your uh, pits, like in your box. Um, you need to take the car, obviously, everything that you need to camp. Um, and then at the event, you first of all, you get kind of like settled in at the campsite where all the teams camp. Of course, we don't stay in hotels or something. Uh, <laughs> we sleep together in like huge tents and uh, cook there and do everything basically for each other. Um, and then the race usually, or like the event usually lasts for about a week and the whole actual race kind of happens on the event side. And, uh, on the event side, you move into your pits together with all the teams. Last year, it was like a little over 70 teams in the electrical category where we participate in. Um, so that means you have to share the pit boxes with other teams. You get settled in and then you basically start off with like technical inspections and then you have all the um disciplines that you participate in um that's kind of like the more official explanation for it um, or like the system behind it and the great thing about it on a personal level is that you do it together with so many people around you from all over the world they're all passionate about the same thing mm -hmm. and the event is really where you kind of have to deliver of course um, it's the one chance you get in a year And um, I think that's what makes it so unique because you work nonstop. You sleep like four to five hours max. Um, and you do it for like about a month until you go back to your university. Wow. So where are the three events? Um, so last year we went to Hungary, uh, Hungaroring, uh, Austria and Spielberg, and then Germany, the Hockenheim Ring. Um, there's other races as well, but these three in particular have kind of, um, or well, how do I explain it? They're kind of the most important races for us. Mm -hmm. so we're targeting these every year and then uh, sometimes consider going to, for example, N the Netherlands or Italy as well. Wow. You know what we love about our Tacova's cowboy boots? You can wear them all year round and for literally any occasion. Of course, you can wear them at the rodeo or at the ranch, but since we're in New York City, we've been getting creative. I even wore mine with a polka dot dress and tights to Sarah's birthday party at a fun, trendy bar in New York City. Tacova's is Western to their core and they believe in Western for all, handmaking their boots from the most premium leathers. And if you can't make it to a store, visit tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. And as a special bonus for you, Tacovas is throwing in a free trucker hat or ball cap worth $30 for all online orders over $100. Just use code F1 at checkout. Again, for a limited time, just enter code F1 at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. And so you yeah. said there's teams from all over the world. Are they mostly European teams or are there teams from other countries? Um, I think that they're, they're like from a huge variety um, of countries and also uh, continents, of course. 
Um, I mean, it started out, the whole competition started out in the USA, but um, it kind of shifted to Europe, yeah. focus of it at least. And now most teams are from the European countries, but also there's some uh, Korean uh, teams. Uh, like there's a Chinese team, there's one from Egypt. So wow. it's basically all over the world. Tiggy, yeah, so I wonder cool. if this was offered at our schools if we would have done it, you know, <laughs> six years ago. That's a great question. I don't think it exists at my school, but Definitely it did should. Definitely at mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's amazing, though. I feel like you yeah. are probably making friends, like you said, who share this common passion from all over the world. That's that's really amazing. So tell us a little bit more about your role as team captain. What goes into that? What do you have to be thinking about, you know, throughout the full year and then obviously at these race events as well? Like what what goes into that? So, I mean, basically as administrative team, team captain as well, which is my focus, you have to think of everything, at least <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Um, but for me, uh, main focus is in general sponsoring, marketing, um, and all the external communication. Um, and then in general, you have like big projects, for example, the quizzes that we qualify for end of January, um, that we like the quizzes that we need to qualify for the events. Um, but also oh, wait, the event tell organization. Tell us more about what a quiz is. <laughs> a quiz is basically just questions about the rules that we have to comply with um, or like mechanical questions, okay. very basic things about, um, yeah, like basically every, every theoretical aspect that you think of that goes into manufacturing the car and that you learn in university will be asked of you then. Wow. Um, so they're like live things where they're asking you questions. Yeah. It's yeah. all on one day. It's super intense. It's like end of mm -hmm. January and then that's one Sunday this year where we have like five or six quizzes and you need to qualify for all the events. And if you don't make the quiz, you're not going to qualify. Oh. And then basically you can just stop working on the car. <laughs> so everyone relies on you to ace the quiz. No, no, no. We're just like organizing it a little bit. Everyone's okay. participating in it. But everybody participates. Oh yeah. F1 should have that. If you, if you <laughs> don't ace the quiz, you're out this season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's quite, I think... It's quite nice because it shows that the whole formula student thing really focuses on the theoretical side as well and this whole design thing and manufacturing yeah. part. And not just it's not just the typical race series. I mean, I told uh, you two before that, of course, you can compare it to Formula One, but it's so much more than that because it tests the knowledge and the whole team so much more. And it's not just one race that it comes down to. But it's rather this whole week that you need to stay consistent over and deliver in literally every category and like every part of the team. Wow. wow. I'm kind of getting stressed thinking about it. I can't believe how much you all do. <laughs> it's very, very impressive. I'm just yeah, sad it's, it's, I didn't have this in school yeah. myself. <laughs> I mean, it's quite nice because it literally prepares you for, I'm going to say, the real world where you have to think of many things as well. And it's not just one thing that you have to focus on. Um but it also kind of explains this whole intensity that goes on in the teams and the pressure that you constantly have throughout the season to really deliver in order mm -hmm. to be able to put it off at the end. So I know you're really passionate also about like the partnerships, the marketing and the finance side of things. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So in general, I started off um, doing like the whole partnership thing and wasn't really sure whether I was going to be super passionate about it because as I said, I was afraid I was going to lose touch with the technical side. But um, now I kind of 
really found my passion in these whole partnership marketing projects because the reason I reached out to you as well is because I see such a high value in this whole project for us, but also for Formula One, the people that want to work there, and in general, all the people that seek um, workers that really see the value of like hard work and dedication and passion. And now it's basically my job to convince people from outside that this is what we do at Acreex, that we're like super passionate and that we're not afraid to put in the time and the effort um, to make things happen. And it's just great. It's great seeing other people then being passionate as well or seeing that other people value what you do, even though we're just students. And that's honestly just what makes it such a perfect job for me at the moment. Yeah, yeah. that's so great to hear. So you said uh, you are interested in potentially pursuing a career in motorsport. I imagine other people on your team and kind of in the formula student world are as well. Do you feel like there's a decent pipeline there for careers? I mean, obviously it's so great to show all the work you all have done, but do you feel like there are people in the motorsport world who are aware of everything that's happening there or paying attention are really interested in kind of sourcing students and workers from there? Yeah, I think definitely. I mean, uh, there's even some people from Formula One themselves that uh, keep on telling you, please do Formula Student, because once you come back, I mean, you have all the skills and the experience you need and the mm -hmm. theoretical knowledge from university. Um, and it's really funny when you apply for some Formula, Formula One jobs, there's actually a checkbox you can tick that says, have you participated in Formula Student? Wow. So it's quite known in the Formula One world. Yeah. And I think, for for example, for our partners, they really value whenever we send people from us to them because they know exactly what they're going to get on the soft skill side. So once you know Formula Student, I think you actually see the value in it. And um, it's quite important for a company if they know. Um, but of course, there's still a lot of companies that wouldn't know about it, which are not really like part of the automotive industry. Within the no, industry, I'd say most of them know about it by now. Yeah. So these are your partners on your shirt right here. Yeah, right? like most of them. These yeah. are only a few Big of names. them. Just some small names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Volkswagen, Deloitte. Yeah. That that's think, incredible. Yeah. So they're 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 working to fund the whole operation of 70 students moving around Europe. Yeah. They're funding it, but also there's a lot of people that simply manufacture for us. So okay. you don't have to become like, for example, a monetary sponsor. You can also uh, send us materials or simply manufacture for us. Of course. I mean, sometimes it's hard to imagine, but for example, the fibers that we use, um, they're not even used in the cars that you can buy to just run them on the streets. They're mm. used in like aerospace and stuff. So, so it's cool. like really, it's stuff that you can't just buy any place. It's really something that you need to have connections for or that you need to get through sponsors, through partners. And um, yeah, so that's basically how we got all of them. Question on that. So this might be a little bit in the weeds, but for the manufacturing part of it, you say you have some partners manufacturing pieces. Are you assembling, do you have like a a factory or a garage type setup at school or how does, like, where does the car get assembled and are you getting all these pieces from other manufacturers and assembling them yourself? So we try to manufacture as much as possible within our own kind of garage, as you said. Mm -hmm. uh, we have some, um, kind of containers that we rebuild to function as a workshop for us. And then we also have our own or like a test track from one of the institutes that we work with, um, which is uh, super close to this kind of workshop. 
Um, and mainly, for example, almost everything that we do with carbon fibers, we try to do ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's some, um, for example, external milling, but also some milling that we do ourselves. It really depends on a task. Um, but my so, mind is so blown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but to be honest, I've been shocked before as well. But once you get into this world, it seems so normal to you. It oh, sure. seems so normal to go downstairs and see people working on some things and you're just asking them, what are you doing? And they say, yeah, I'm just working on the monocoque. And you're like, okay, oh, fine. <laughs> Have a good Wednesday. <laughs> it's so funny, really. Tell us uh, about some of the favorite projects that you've been involved with. Um, so for me, as I said, it's mainly about the partnerships. And I'd say my two favorite things were the monocoque partnership. The first important thing for me because um, I was in touch with the head of the chassis group and our technical leader for this. And I learned so much about the fibers and I was able to help them with all the partnership aspects of it. And he was able to provide me with so, so many or so much like great information about how to use fibers, what fibers you need. Um, and so it was like a good project for both of us to learn about, I think, the other one's task mm -hmm. and in the end we also found such a great fit for it um, because we found like a small startup which is called fiber code here from our town um, and they also work on fiber so it's such a great fit for like a monocoque sponsorship um, so that made me really really happy and besides that we uh, introduced like a cell sponsorship where everyone can just buy cells we need like 200 and uh 276 cells in order to make our accumulator work and now you can just get a cell yourself and then your name will be printed on the accumulator <laughs> and like some small other things and i think the cute part about it is now i can not only talk to big companies where they want to become part of the team but i can literally talk to anybody and convince them to buy a cell <laughs> yeah. so yeah this whole crowdfunding thing uh, yeah makes me like really happy about it that's really Are other smart. students at your university like big fans of the team and also want to support you guys in however way they can? I mean, uh, we have some other student initiatives and usually the student initiatives really try to support each other. For example, nice. we also have um, something similar, but they try to build uh, a car which is powered through solar energy. And of course, wow. we're in super close contact with each other also when it comes to like some stuff about manufacturing. Um, and so that's quite cool. We always... Uh, try to support each other when it comes to the race as well, to the events. Um, yeah, and in general, I think it's a quite well-known project at our university. But as we're also not working on the main campus on the, of the university, uh, you don't really see that many other students, for example, coming by or anything. Yeah. Mm. That's so interesting. Um, one question we love to ask everybody we interview kind of to wrap up is I know you're not fully into your career in motorsport yet, but you've done so much already and you definitely have a very long career ahead of you. So do you have advice for maybe younger girls or women who are interested in getting into motorsport or just into formula student or whatever it may be? What would you tell them? That's such a nice question. <laughs> um, I think it sounds really cheesy, but just follow your passion because I followed my passion so many times and I failed with it before, but it all led me to knowing now that this is actually my passion. And honestly, 
get in touch with the closest university that has a formula student <laughs> team. That's yeah. my second advice. Well, there are yeah. 500 of them, so <laughs> there are yeah. lots of options. <laughs> and of course, if you have the chance, then just come to RWTH, come to our university, apply for the team and just say, I heard it on the podcast. And then <laughs> there you go. It's a spot. <laughs> so where can, where can we find more information? Where can we follow all of your progress throughout the rest of the year? Um, so you can um, just, first of all, go to our website, just um, .de. Um, But also just check out like the Instagram, which is just the name uh, in one word, EcuryX. I think that's where you will be updated most. Um, like in general, all the social medias are linked on every platform. So once you find us, uh, yeah, just check it out and follow us. Definitely. <laughs> so we will link it in the show notes so everyone can follow. That's nice. Okay. Yeah. Madeline, thank you so much for this. This was yeah, an amazing conversation. Too. We're so inspired by everything you're doing. We can't wait to follow along and good luck with your quizzes and for the rest Thanks. of the, the season heading up to the events. Yeah, thank you very much. So nice uh, for having me. Uh, and like, thank you in general for showing interest. It's it's like the most important part for us, having others show interest as well. It gives us a lot of appreciation. So thank you very well, much. We're big fans. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> 